cannot catch a virus. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am your host for this evening. Uh, Chris and Boya are not with me on the show tonight unfortunately they actually ran off and eloped so good for them uh they left their wives completely distraught and the kids are broken um so we do have a guest on tonight's show we have deplorable janet joining us in uh the remote studio here from the deplorable world podcast is that correct deplorable nation deplorable nation fuck dinner <laughs> fuck Try to, I'll edit that out. That's um, yeah, so uh, you want to come on the show? We're going to do a little rap session, do a little Red Pill Roundtable. Uh, there's nothing shy of exciting. Um, so, uh, Deplorable Janet, or DJ, um, what can you introduce yourself, what your show's about, why you started, how you got to where you are, and uh, where people can find it? Okay, so background <laughs> on me, this is going to be the short, sweet version. Um, retired nurse, retired medical school professor, um, got my start just doing periscopes with Sideshow <clears throat> Bob, and then I joined No Mercy, and I was on there um, as a guest co-host multiple times, and then I decided just to do my own thing. And so my show, I'm all over the place. I do a lot of medical shows, but I also get into uh, politics, the jib-jab, and anything (laughs) and everything that you could possibly think of. So my podcast, Deplorable Nation, is actually on Alt Media United and everywhere that you listen to a podcast at. And you can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. But on Twitter, I'm at no Janet, K N O W, because that is account number five. Yeah. <laughs> woo woo. Clever. I like what you did. I like what you did there. Thanks. Um. So having a, a background in the medical industry, mm-hmm. was there something that sparked you to do what you do now? Uh, uh, as far as your show is concerned and and some of the areas that you talk about? I would say yes. And the reason why is because I had an older sister 
She was two years older than me. And when I was 24 years old, she dropped dead from a migraine injection. And so, yep, sure did. Um, My mom used to get those all the time. Yep. She was given a lovely Imitrex injection. And unfortunately for her, she had a um, heart anomaly like I do. And so she didn't know it. She took it and it actually exploded her heart. And so she died instantly. So um, medication wise, injection wise, things like that. I'm very much in the know about the medical community and I'm not a fan. Well, first of all, sorry to hear that. That's a terrible. What an intro to the show. Welcome to death. Sorry, (laughs) everybody. It was a Um, long time ago, so it's okay because I'm old now. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, but it's it's always it's always probably a, a soft a sore, a sore subject to talk about. Yep. Uh, I mean, no matter how long it gets, uh, you know, that saying that time heals all wounds—that's bullshit. Yep. Um. So. So the the was it determined? Did she have like an autopsy done? Was it determined that? Uh, yeah, this shot fucking killed her. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. See you guys uh, later. Yeah, it was. It was instantaneous because her and I had actually been out shopping um, because my mom's birthday was in two days. And so we were out getting a present and stuff and I dropped her off at home. And the first thing she was going to do was take her migraine shot. And right after that, um, she dropped dead. And so the coroner was like, oh, well, she has a heart anomaly and you should never take that medication. So, yeah. There you go. Now, do you believe it's something that, uh, like, did she know that she had the heart anomaly? No, nope. or had no clue. Do you okay? So that was that was uh, glad I asked that first question. The second mm-hmm. question is, when when I hear about stories like this, it kind of reminds me of that movie John Q. Um, remember with the, his son had a deal with his heart; it was enlarged, mm-hmm. and he passed out one day. And they're like, "What the fuck? This kid's been healthy." And one of the nurses is talking about, like, it's not uncommon for them to knowingly miss something. Right. Uh, do you think that was a, a occasion with your sister? It's very possible because um, literally everybody in my family has had a case of, you know, uh, let's bury it or not tell the patient what's going on with them. And my husband is a good actual case in point for that because... A couple of years ago, we were sitting in a restaurant and he had a seizure and he wasn't prone oh. to seizures at all. Right. And so right. took him to the hospital and that was a nightmare. They did all kinds of tests and they're like, oh, sorry, go home. We don't know what's wrong with you. And I'm like, I want a copy of literally everything you've done. And so I'm in there yeah. telling him like what tests to run and stuff. And I'm like, I want a copy of it. And so when we left the hospital, I was like, oh, well, your potassium is way out of the normal range, which being too high is either going to cause you to have heart attack or stroke or being too low, it's going to cause you to have seizure activity. And so he happened to be on the extremely low side of normal. And yeah, that's what his seizures came from. And so we just corrected the potassium issue and it's not happened again. But that was another one of those things where they just they just don't tell you or they overlook 
but I would say that particular hospital was just not educated. And that yeah, happens right. a lot too. Sure. I mean, and, and hopefully this doesn't, uh, eh, cracking up the beer. Hopefully that doesn't. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers to you. Uh, strike you in, in the wrong way. Um, but I'd say within the past mm. year, year and a half, um, myself, probably my wife included, but we've pretty much lost all trust for the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry. And this is not just because of COVID. We had a very unique experience. Um, and we've done a couple of shows where we've talked about medical misinformation, medical mm. tyranny. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number three killer of Americans is medical malpractice. Right. Right, which a lot of people don't know that, but uh, we talked to Charlie Robinson about it a little bit. He's mm-hmm. fantastic with his research. But um, if I can share with you our, our unique story, um, so my wife and I have a beautiful, healthy baby boy, five months old, almost six months old now. And when my wife was pregnant, she had a very uh, normal pregnancy. Everything seemed to be cooking with gas in the right oven temperature, you know. And uh, at about four and a half months, four and a half, maybe five months, um, they couldn't see my son's brain on the sonogram because it was behind her pubic bone. So they were like, we'd like you to go to a specialist so we can check out his brain. Now, they call me Big Country on the Whiskey Beer and Conspiracy podcast for a reason. Automatically, I'm like, why? Not because we don't want to check his development, but I'm like, even if they found something, what are they going to do? Fix it? Right. No. He's going to be born the way he's going to be born, and it's our son regardless. Right. So anyways, we we go to the specialist, and uh, God puts me where I need to be, didn't need to be there that day, because I'd have punched a bitch. So the wife is having the uh, special scan or whatever. This day, I'm at work. She's by herself. And the doctor tells her that, um, unfortunately, he has swelling on two ventricles in his brain, um, which the worst case scenario, uh, he comes out with cerebral palsy or Down syndrome. Right. Best case scenario at this point was that it stays where it's at. It doesn't grow anymore, and he has some kind of learning developmental issue down the road. Now, we're in Kansas at the time, and so at that point, the wife, like, shuts off, right? It's, like, the worst news that you could get about your kid, and the the doctor tells my wife, unfortunately, ah, due to Kansas law, we are past the point of an abortion. So you should prepare yourself to have this pregnancy through a full term, but be prepared to have him at children's mercy, which is basically you only have a child at children's mercy if something's wrong. Right. right? It's not a normal pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I get home. We're all upset. And then something kind of clicks with us. We, we start looking at what they said it was. And I said, this doesn't make any sense because up until this point, we, you've been fine. He's been fine. I mean, he's active in there. He's rolling around doing his thing. And um, I said, you know what? Let's hold it off. Because what they wanted to do is they wanted to do an MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they're like, you, um, you shouldn't do it into your third trimester. I'm like, well, you probably shouldn't do it at all when you're pregnant. Exactly. That's just me. Right. right. That's mm-hmm. just me being, you know, here, I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? 
honey, let's just hold off. So I contacted a friend of the show, uh, Ryan Alexander. He's been on a four, four or five times now. And I told him the situation. And he said, listen, this is what you got to do. Uh, change your diet. Start taking these products. Uh, increase the zinc, which is very important in the development of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys will probably be fine. Sure shit. We went gluten-free, non-GMO, organic. I mean, to this day, we're, we still eat like that. Started taking these supplements, took the zinc products. I mean, we both did it. We did it together up until um, you know, her third trimester. And then it got to the point where they're like, okay, are you, we're going to get that, that test done. We're going to get that scan done. We're like, no, no, mm-hmm. you know what? He's going to be born the way he's going to be born. So we go back to the specialist um, when she's about seven months or so, seven, maybe eight months. She does a scan and she goes, oh, He's fine. Go back to the hospital that you were going to go to and prepare yourself to have a normal birth. I said, okay. So he comes out. My wife's a G. She does it all natural, right? No medicine at all. Not even an epidural, nothing. She come, He comes out perfect. I mean, without the doctor saying he came out perfect, he's perfect. No issues whatsoever. And for the first two and a half, maybe three months of his life, including when we were in the hospital right after she had him, they were like, we want to get a scan on his brain. I'm like, obviously, there's fucking nothing wrong with my kid. Stop trying to find something wrong mm-hmm. with him. If there's something wrong with him, it will eventually be seen, and then we'll come talk to him. But up until that point, I think he's fine. And we didn't vaccinate him either. You would not believe, DJ, how many times a doctor would come into us so I heard you guys aren't vaccinating your son. Correct. Well, here's the reasons why. And then another doctor would come in. So no vaccines? No, still no vaccines. Like it hasn't changed in 20 minutes. I don't know why you thought you'd change your mind. But <laughs> um, And ever since then, because uh, even, even today, I mean, healthy, smart, beautiful baby boy. I mean, happy. He cries when he's when he's hungry and he's tired. That's about it. And we consider ourselves very lucky, but... We believe that through a combination of our diet, um, through the you know the food that we are putting into our body, the vitamins and supplements that we we're taking, and just you know the community around us with the the the, the prayers and 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 the the positive mental mindset, mm-hmm. completely changed the outcome. And th- at that point, I just was like, basically, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go to the doctor unless there's a bone sticking out of my skin. Exactly. At this point, I'm the same exact way. And I mean, what is the point? Because they're like shooting fish in a barrel, trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Um, yeah. You're a lab rat, you're a guinea pig. They have done so many things right, to me personally. And I'm just like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you mm-hmm. anymore. There's nothing that you could possibly do. And they keep like, you should take this medication. Nope, not going to happen. You should do this. Nope, not going to happen. It is not not an option at all. If it's something I can't take care of myself, I call my friend because she's a naturopathic doctor. I call her, mm-hmm. and that's how we take care of stuff. Right? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yep. And I mean, and I've t- I told this story before too. But in 2016, I was in a motorcycle accident, and I broke my like whole face, and they got. 
pushed in basically like the top half of my face got pushed in um and uh, they did the surgery all that stuff guy did a remark i I was super lucky in that instance too because he just so happened to be like the top plastic surgeon in san diego at the time and so but because of the surgery um i had i had an incision in my nate and my my nose they had to put a plate in my nose because it was broken and um it developed an infection Mm -hmm. and i mean your, your nasal cavity is super super dirty it's your first line one of your first lines of defense right right so i go back into the hospital and he's like I got to put you back in the hospital for a week of IV antibiotics. I don't want this to fester. If it does, it can turn gangrene. I got to pull all those plates out. We got to do this again. So I said, okay. So we go to the hospital and what they're trying to do is figure out what antibiotic can we give you to kill this particular culture? So, um, I believe that I have vaccine damage. My, and, and, and my vaccine damage is, uh, I have had allergies and asthma my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had pneumonia two or three times, but I'm allergic to every antibiotic except for three. Yep, me too. Erythromycin, <laughs> Z-Pak, and Flagyl. And like that's the only ones I know that I can take. Every other one of them, um, I have an anaphylactic shock to it. Mm-hmm. I go an anaphylactic shock. And I know that because I, I, it's not like... When I took Biaxin, it was anaphylactic, so we didn't try penicillin. No, I've, I've had every single one of them. Right. And that was the outcome. So the doctor comes in, looks at my charts, and goes, okay, so we're going to wait for this to culture, right, to see what it is, to see what we can give it to kill it, because it's a bacteria. Right? Okay, I got you. But we're going to give you penicillin. I go, no, you're not. You're not going to give goes, me anything Whoa. until you know what it is. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I said... Listen, if you're going to give me anything, you can give me erythromycin. If it doesn't work, we'll try the next one. But I can only have a couple. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm looking at your chart. You say that it's uh, anaphylactic. And I said, yes. And he goes, how anaphylactic? And I'm like, listen, (laughs) I know you're a smart guy and you went to school for a long time. But what kind of a fucking question is that? You do know what anaphylactic means, don't you, doctor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That means that. If you give me this, I have to be right here <laughs> when you give this to me, or I might not leave forever. <laughs> that means permanent, so, by the way, doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, not like charge my insurance forever, but just... But I, I was like, what kind of a question is that? No. And... He was like, well, you know, sometimes when people say, like, you know, I'm allergic, you know, I get anaphylactic, I get, that means they get itchy or highs. I'm like, no, esophagus, close. Right. Done. Right? You don't have a bunch of Benadryl and a, a probably a massive dose of EpiPen. I'm out. So, you know, these instances that I've experienced in my life and then everything that happened in 2020 has led me down this path of, one, not trusting doctors, like we mentioned having a complete distrust of the pharmaceutical industry, which I don't get how anybody doesn't even see that right now. 100%. Does not see what's happening right now. Yep. And on top of that, I mean, my wife was a dental um, assistant for 10 years. And she'll even say the same thing about the dental industry. She goes, I know that there's dentists out there for sure, 100%, that will drill in your mouth when you don't have cavities, when you don't have any issues. They'll just tell you and you go, okay, I guess whatever, Mm -hmm. fill it up, do your thing, right? And and it's, 
and I'm not saying this is every doctor or every dentist or every surgeon, um, but it wasn't until 2020 that I really started looking at uh, germ theory. And mm-hmm. I think that was introduced to me through Dr. Thomas Cowan. Um, and uh, it's a fascinating, you know, subject, but I really wanted to get kind of your perspective because I'm rambling now being in the medical industry and having maybe some of these similar experience. Yeah. And, you know, the very first um, theory that they had out there was the miasmatic theory. And that was everything in the environment um, can cause your sickness. Um, Just basically from dirty, decaying, rotting conditions or, Sure. You know, way back in the day where people were pooping in the street and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Pretty much uh, modern day. <laughs> yeah. Nancy Pelosi's district. Um, but, you know, that was the thing. And then it was like this big war where they where they were like, oh, no, um, we're going to go with the germ theory because of uh, Louis Pasteur. And he found all these things. And. Um, that's where your quote contagion, uh, pandemic words like that came into play. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's everything around you that can make you sick. You can touch a doorknob and you can get deathly ill and blah, 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 blah. Um, right. that is to me a falsehood, complete and total fakery. Uh, the terrain theory makes much more sense because Sure. The terrain yes. theory is your actual body and your your terrain, your interior environment. And mm-hmm. if your enti- interior environment stays in uh, balance or homeostasis and you have a good uh, pH balance, which is your acid base balance, things like that, um, it will keep your sugar in check. It keeps your organs in check, keeps your hormones in check. And so mm-hmm. you don't have that um, because people normally have <clears throat> different amounts of bacteria in your system anyway. And a right. lot of it's good bacteria. But um, when you uh, like eat a bunch of sugary foods or things like that, it makes your uh, environment out of balance. And so it raises your sugar level. And of course, uh, things like yeast love love a sugary environment so it's not uncommon for people to get yeast all throughout their body even in their nasal cavity that's very common Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it's also very common for you to throw off your gut biome um and when you throw off your gut biome um your gut and your brain are very well connected and so then you have um not just stomach issues and digestive problems, but you're sluggish, you're sleepy, you're tired, you have no energy, your muscles hurt, you're, you know, just basically feel like shit 24 seven. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what it is. It's because you're not taking care of your own internal environment. And that is what actually makes you sick because if you're completely balanced and healthy inside, nothing can grow and nothing can survive and create illness so yeah i'm a hundred percent on board with that no uh, i mean and and you you explained it so beautifully too because um since and i'll I'll say this too that i believe that when you stop 
believing in something. You mm-hmm. take some type of energetic power out of it as well. Right. Um, and ever since I stopped believing in germ theory, mm-hmm. right, I believe that I took some power away from it. And I, I no longer have a fear that, um, you know, I touch a doorknob and I have a cold a week later. Um, and, and since we've changed our diet, and we've, we've been more conscious about you know, we don't clean our house with chemicals. We have mm-hmm. air filters always running. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't used like a body wash or a soap in over t- over two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff that we use to clean ourselves, to clean the house is all natural. Right. And I, I personally have not been, <coughs> excuse me, sick in over two years. I think my wife said like an, a year and a half now or something like that. Um, but the the, the, the fact is, I, I remember this as a kid because I was sick all the time. I was sick all the time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't my parents' fault. I think I think that was an aspect of my vaccine injuries. But on top of that, um, you know, th- then in the in the early '90s when I was a kid, there wasn't a whole lot of options for alternative foods and stuff like that right. for people that were much more sensitive to the ingredients that you were putting in your body. Mm-hmm. So my, my mom and dad did the best that they could. You know, they were uh, shopping at these weird local markets at the time where now it's a little bit more mainstream. But um, I remember numerous times as a kid being in the doctor and the doctor would come in and tell me, hey, um, you have a you have a virus. There's nothing we can do for a virus. I can treat your symptoms like pain. I can I can give you something for pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to let it run its course. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do for it. It's a virus. and Fast forward to today, we're treating viruses with vaccines. Exactly. Right? Or even, uh, uh, you even have a lot of doctors out there that love to get antibiotics for viruses. Yeah. And that is something that you don't do because then you create that vaccine or that um, antibiotic buildup. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then um, your body becomes immune to antibiotics and when you really need one if you really need one they're not going to help you plus Mm -hmm. taking an antibiotic destroys again your gut biome Mm -hmm. you know but there's some people that are like constantly like running to the doctor oh my god my nose is running oh my god i have the sniffles i had sinus surgery a really long time ago dumbest thing i ever did because ever since then like constantly congested and you know whatever because it's just all messed up and it's always a joke because anytime I go out in public like I sneeze a lot or I'm really stuffy and so I told my husband I'm like everybody's gonna think I have COVID like literally all the time anytime I'm out in public because I'm constantly like sneezing or coughing or whatever because my nose is stuffy yeah but yeah they do they give they give dumb shit for it or you know it's kind of like um when you know the the flu was such a huge concern oh my god people it is not that big a deal but the the flu is a huge concern and so of course they they manufactured tamiflu and things like tamiflu to quote shorten the symptoms now what have we heard about the jib jab oh yeah. oh it'll completely cure it. oh wait no it won't wait no no, it won't prevent you. Well, it might. It's sort of, it kind of, I don't know. But maybe it'll lessen your symptoms. It won't be as bad. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. It, and this is the thing because, you know, 
as long as I have breath in my lungs, my son won't get any vaccines. Now, when we were younger, we were told that the reason we got, um, we all got vaccinated is because there was these horrible diseases that were around even during our grandparents mm-hmm. and great grandparents time, right? Like measles, mumps, rubella and all that stuff. Um, before my grandmother passed away, she was, um, TB positive, but it was an active, so she was an active carrier for the virus itself or the, or the disease rather mm-hmm. itself. Um, which is the reason she could no longer work in, um, child care. Mm-hmm. Um, because she had, she could be a potential carrier, even though it never bothered her whatsoever. Um, but we were told that, you know, you had to get this vaccine because there is this boogeyman virus out mm-hmm. there. And when you got the vaccine, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So they originally said, like you had said with the COVID jab, you get the vaccine, you don't have to worry about getting sick. Everything goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that turns out that that's not the case. So then all they did was just said, well, it doesn't stop you from getting it, it just stops you from dying from it or getting really sick. And everyone went, okay. So even if you believed in vaccines and what they were when we were kids, when they, what we were told they were, mm-hmm. they've just changed the entire narrative of vaccines and they just went, okay, yeah, sure, sign me up. Where can I get to? Mm-hmm. It's insane. That people don't logically look at that because someone in a, in a lab coat said science and they went, see, science. And and that's one thing that just, sorry, I may cut you off there, but when they say these obscure terms like trust science, <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? What do you mean trust the science? I don't, what does that specifically mean? Because if we're going to talk about like Louis Pastel and have they actually ever um, isolated a virus, then we can talk about that science if you really want to. Not science of just the word science and someone said science, so I got to believe that science. That's it's fucking asinine. Mm-hmm. And that's the, it's completely that's asinine. the funny thing, though, because um, all throughout history with vaccinations, um, and the very first vaccination was made out of cow pus. Yes, cow mm-hmm. pus. Mm-hmm. And so they thought it was a good idea to swab a sore on a cow that had pus in it and inject people with it. And they're like, oh, this is totally going to work. It's a great idea. Then everybody was still dying from it. Oh, no, but 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 we're going to make it better. We're going to improve it. Now, who in their right flipping mind would think? It would be a good idea if you see a dog or a deer or anything like that with open gaping sores that are pussing to go out and swab it. And I don't know, swallow it. Maybe that would be an awesome idea. But, you know, it's like all throughout history, they do this where it's the same kind of thing. Get it because it'll prevent you from getting sick. Um, Oh, we've totally eradicated. Well, guess what, people? That's bullshit. Because every year there's measles, mumps, rubella, diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, you name it, it's out there. And here's a little ditty for you. Um, When I was working at the teaching hospital, it was my job to do the reporting for the state. 
And so this is when they came out with their miracle chickenpox vaccination. <laughs> I promise it is going to prevent your kids from ever getting chickenpox. And our state was retarded. And they're like, okay, okay, yeah, we're going to mandate it. We're going to put it on the schedule. And so then a bunch of facilities were like, hey, guess what? Like we're seeing like a massive influx of patients that have chicken pox. And so then the powers that be were like, oh, guess what? Maybe it's not going to prevent you. It's going to stop it from getting as bad. But here's a second one. Let's make a second one mandatory because that will definitely take care of the problem. Right. So then they mandated that we start actually counting spots on patients and documenting <laughs> whether they had had the vaccination or not. And then we'd have to fax it to the state every night. And I can tell you, my daughter was one of those cases because at the time, the state I lived in, um, there was no out for vaccination. And so... Uh -huh. Uh, she got the first one. She got chickenpox so bad. And then the state was like, we fought them so hard. And they're like, nope, she's going to have to get a second one if she wants to stay in school. And, of course, I'm a single parent, so I couldn't homeschool her because I was at work all the time. Sure, sure. And so she got the second one. And she was literally the worst case that I have ever seen. And she had chickenpox three times. Three. Mm -hmm. But the state was like, oh, but I don't know. Maybe we should do a third one. I don't, we're thinking about it. It might be a good idea. And it's kind of like with everything. You know, right. every vaccine well, like in history, you know, five uh, polio vaccinations and five hip vaccinations and all the, all the crap that they get when they're little. And it's so dumb because you literally still see cases of of all of the diseases every year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's the, the thing too, is uh, I think a lot of people are, um, accustomed to one doing what they're told. Right. And especially following doctor's orders. Right. Right. That's, that's, you know, that's that old trope of, you know, doctor's orders. Right. Um, and again, I'm not saying that all doctors like this are all dentists, surgeons, you know, pharmaceutical industry techs. Um, but when it comes to, if you look at the terms, right, medical practice, mm -hmm. it is bitch, practice. that's all they're doing. They're just practicing. Yeah, it's total they're practice. Trying to figure out the rhythm here. What works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we're the guinea pigs. And, you know, it, it's so easy for people to get lost in, um, you know, when, when someone brings up, for example, the vaccine, you know, like. It's got to be safe, right? They said it's safe. You know, I got it. I'm fine. Or this person got it. They're fine. Well, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's everybody's re, everybody's body reacts differently. Absolutely. I truly believe that there are some people out there that whatever their chemical makeup or their DNA or their their gut biome, their their genetic history, they cannot get cancer. Mm -hmm. like their body is just that good at fighting these toxins right and that your body excretes them every year and however it does it because it it just doesn't make sense when especially when you look at something like smoking right mm -hmm. not good for you okay um but you'll have somebody that could smoke 
for two years, get cancer and die in five. Right. And then you'll have somebody that'll smoke for 60 years and they're good to go. Mm -hmm. So is it that smoking is safe? Probably not. No. Or that person's body has this innate ability to rid itself of this, you know, toxins, bacteria, X, Y, Z. Um, and it's the same for, for people that are taking the jab right now. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I, I got it. I feel fine. Like you feel fine now. Right. But what happens when something two years down the road develops mm -hmm. and this could potentially end your life and you're not going to think that it was the vaccine and there's not a doctor on this earth that will probably say, yeah, it was probably from the vaccine you had a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Well, right? right. And that's not ever going to happen because the doctors um, are so afraid of the political backlash right now. And I just want to say any doctors out there or nurses out there that are not following your oath and not fighting to be a patient advocate and standing up for patients, shame on you. You should be fucking fired because mm -hmm. there is no way in hell you should ever force a patient to do something against their will medically because yep. the patients have the yep. right to choose. And if you're a doctor Absolutely. and a nurse and you're jabbing that shit down people's throat and if you don't get it, you're not welcome in my practice, those practices should be shut down permanently. Yep. 100%. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, Janet, let's take a quick two-minute break um, and we'll come right back. Um, that's just because I don't have a co-host tonight and I have to use the bathroom to pee, pee dance right now. I got to So we'll be back in uh, <laughs> a quick two-minute break. That'll work. <laughs> hey truth hooligans out there man listen 2020 was a fucking wild year and 2021 isn't starting off so good and if 2020 has made you realize anything maybe it's made you realize how unprepared you are and perhaps you want to stock up on supplies that will help you be better prepared for an incoming disaster from mother nature or enemies foreign or domestic if you want to stock up on supplies check out our good friends at my patriot supply that's right mypatriotsupply.com my patriot supply is the trusted self-reliant supplier of all things survival and preparedness listen prepping isn't crazy not being prepared is crazy they offer a full lineup of storable foods everything from short-term to long-term food storage to gluten-free options as well as water and air purification systems so head on over to our website and click on the affiliates page check out mypatriotsupply.com with a direct link to all their preparedness supplies be a truth hooligan join the millions of americans that have taken their safety and their family's readiness to the next level by staying one step ahead of disasters at mypatriotsupply.com so go to wbconspiracies.com click on the affiliates page and check out the special link for mypatriotsupply.com and be prepared for whatever the world has to throw at you. Okay. We are back. We are back from a little little pee-pee break, <laughs> little potty break. Those um, are important. Yeah, they are. They are. I tell you what, I have a I have a bladder of a gnat. So do I. Um, you know, one of the things that I found very interesting, um, especially with uh, you know, my newly found interest in research in germ theory and terrain theory, and it really does matter the type of things that you put in your body. And mm -hmm. there's a couple of people that led me down that path. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Ryan Alexander was one of them, but um, he had originally come on our show and was talking about um, 
Freddie Mercury mm. died because he listened to his doctors. On the other end of that spectrum, you have someone like Magic Johnson, whether or not he even had the virus or not, but didn't listen to the advice of his doctors. But with that, you know, every time my wife would go give blood at like a new clinic or whatever, especially when she was pregnant, um, they would always call her with her blood work and the like the the nervousness in the nurse's voice when she tells my wife um, that, did you know that you're HPV positive? She's like, yeah, I do. I am too. And she's like, you should really come in and get treated for it. She's like, mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Right. I'm good to go. Right. And I, I remember when, when I was, we had Ryan on the show and he's talking to us about, it's very likely as it was the four of us guys, right. That if we all went and got tested for um, something like general herpes, we three out of four of us probably have the antibodies. For it. Right. Um, and, and just because something is active in your body does not necessarily mean that you'll even see any kind of symptoms or any kind of change in your life. Right. Um, which is why when you run, for example, a PCR test at the highest number of cycles that they're doing, mm-hmm. they'll find anything probably because it's already there. Right. That doesn't necessarily <clears throat> mean that it's a death warrant, you know? No. And that's the thing is um, like, especially with HPV, men are the carriers for HPV or so they say <clears throat> mm-hmm. the science. Sorry, honey. Um, you know, and uh, most men don't know they have it. There's like 498 strands of HPV. Um, only yeah. four of those cause cancerous symptoms or uh, severe symptoms like, you know, genital uh, outbreaks and, and things like that. So men almost never, ever have symptoms at all. Um, most time don't. If they do, it's it's genital warts you treat them um with pedophilin drops or whatever um acid treatments and that and then it's done um however we could put you on this really great prophylactic medication that you'll have to take forever it may destroy your liver but by golly it'll be good for you to not get warts (laughs) and it's one of those things where um like with the injections even for that for the vaccinations for HPV, it's like at first it was for girls because, you know, it'll it'll make changes in your pap smear. Um, yeah. And it's a it's always a low level squamous epithelial cell thing. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's abnormal. We'll watch it again in six months and sure. see what it does. Ninety nine percent of the time it resolves itself. Um, no treatment mm-hmm. is ever needed. And it's not until, um, like, it depends on what you do. Because some people are real nasty with things that they put in there that shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. And we can, that's a whole nother story. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the after hours. Like, yeah, there's there's some creatures and things that we have removed. And so, um, you know, Jesus. if, if you continually do things like that and, and put things in there that shouldn't be, that's usually when you have like a massive problem where you actually go in and, 
and have to have a freezing done and, and stuff like that. But the vaccinations, it's like just for the girls when they came out and, oh, you're going to have to get a series of three. And then it was, oh, you know what? We probably better vaccinate the boys too because the boys are the spreaders, super spreaders, even though the boys never have symptoms. And it's, it's right. asinine. You know, it's absolutely well, asinine. And-, and it's caused, again, by a virus. And so, you know, like antiviral medications for herpes and whatnot, it's, it's for a virus. It's a viral outbreak. Um, if you do what you need to do to treat a virus without taking medications, you can get it to go away just as easily. It, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. And I remember, I remember as a kid in the 90s, uh, and I brought this up to somebody that made a post on Instagram. They said, oh, well, now that the vaccine's FDA approved, are you guys going to go get your shot now? Because you had an issue with it be not being FDA approved. Um, I said, uh, no, because the FDA also approved Gardasil. So, exactly. No. And I remember those commercials when I was a kid. I remember all of them. Right. And, and it was distinctly, like you had said, it was targeted at young girls. Mm-hmm. You got to get, you get this shot because you have HPV, you get cancer, you know, you don't have cervical cancer, you don't. And then years after that, there's those, you know, those, those tropey, uh, tourney commercials, you know, like the, especially the one about the hernia mesh too. Mm-hmm. Did you have somebody that, you know, had their hernia mesh installed? Like, uh, and just because the FDA approves something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's, it's safe for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the FDA also doesn't a- approve vitamins. Tell me that those aren't those aren't something that you need to take. Right. Come on. Let's, yeah. And see, the realistic. funny thing about um, the vaccinations that are on the vaccine schedule that they have, <clears throat> and people are more than welcome to go look this up. You can look up cdc.gov backslash vaccine excipient study um, or vaccine excipient summary. Excuse me. It lists every vaccination except for the new jib jab because <clears throat> that's intellectual property. So we can't put all the ingredients out there for that, <clears throat> even though it's approved. <laughs> um, but you can look up the ingredients that are in the vaccinations. You can look up um, the dog cells, the cow cells, the pig cells, the fetal tissue, the antibiotics, the heavy detergents, the heavy metals. Um cleaning solvents, et cetera, et cetera, that's, that's in these vaccinations. Um, and they're, they're safe and effective and approved. However, there was a huge lawsuit several years ago that was done by um, Dell Bigtree and several other people mm-hmm. where they sued actually the federal government to get the safety and efficacy data for the last 20 years. There is none, none, zero. That is what they said in court, that they have zero safety and efficacy studies for the vaccinations that are currently marketed as safe, effective, approved vaccinations on the vaccine schedule. There's none. Madness. Yeah. How is that? I don't even want to say, like, how is that newsworthy? Because... I mean, the mainstream media is it's like a, it's like, uh, like the mainstream media to me now is like watching an episode 
of Montel Williams in in the nineties. You know what I mean? It's like Jerry Springer but <laughs> with CNN ticker on the bottom. That's what it is. It would be more fun and, if it was a Jerry Springer show. At least we could oh, see somebody getting beat up. <laughs> I know Jerry. Jerry, what entertaining television we had back then. But I, I, it, it bothers me that um, so many people. It's almost like they're too distracted to care about this, and and, right. and their logic behind it is, you know. Well, I I took my vaccines. They're probably okay. I feel okay. Mm -hmm. I've been all right. Uh, You know, I got a job. I got a 401k to worry about. I got a mortgage. Right. You know, let's go do this thing. So we'll be, you know, life will get back to normal. Right. Which, in my honest opinion, I did a live show last week on Instagram and somebody had asked the question, like, when do you think this COVID stuff's going away? Never. It's not. Yeah, never. There's no way that they could logically explain to even people that are not consciously paying attention. They can't roll this back. Right. COVID can't just disappear and they can explain that away. Right. Th- this will go on indefinitely. Well, and for people that ask that question, think about the flu. Has the flu ever gone away? Nope. And it's here every single year. And the flu actually kills way more people every single year and infects more people every single year. Effects, mm-hmm. not infects. Um, but you don't see mask mandates. You don't see people wearing gloves. You don't people see people wearing a fucking hospital protective gown out in public. I mean, I've seen some shit out in public and I'm just like, sure. I saw a guy today at the store with, in 95 mask on and i was like <clears throat> Alrighty then do you know if you go I, home dear sir and you touch your tv remote you are literally picking up more bacteria and and cooties off of that tv remote than what you would ever pick up out in public from someone's respiratory droplets Telling you, swab your TV remote sometime and take it to a lab and have them do a smear of that, and it will grow about 700 different kinds of things. Yeah, it's great. People just, uh, you know, and blame the blame the education system, blame you know television, blame radio, blame the politicians, blame pharmaceutical giants that are just profiting off people's. Because they, it's always been said, right, that the doctors don't want you dead, because that's a lost they patient. Want you sick. They don't want you, they want you sick. They don't want you healthy, because then you don't come back. Right. They want you like right in the right in between. Right. Um. You know, and I, I, I have a firm belief that one of the reasons that my grandfather had passed away is because they were pumping so many pharmaceutical drugs into mm-hmm. his system that eventually it shut down. I think he was on like twenty-two medications when he actually had his first seizure. Mm-hmm. And then um, fell into a coma, and he just really never came out of it. Um, but it, it's always now. It's uh, we're one of the only two nations in the world that can run pharmaceutical ads on TV. It's the United States and New Zealand, and you have a drug with side effects, and then we have another drug to treat those side effects. Exactly, and drug to treat those side effects. It's a cycle. Never once. It is a cycle, and it's in in even. In the day and age where I feel like a lot more people are much more conscious about uh, working out, exercising, 
trying to eat a better lifestyle. You'll never hear a doctor tell you, uh, you know, we, we, we are anti-mask and we support uh, uh, natural immunity and, and, a, and, a, and a better diet and, uh, you know, more drink more water mm-hmm. and exercise daily, weekly. Uh, but you, you don't ever hear that. And there's a reason that doctors get kickbacks for handing out 100% drugs, shots, you know, all kinds of different things. Our biggest, um, when I was at the teaching hospital, our biggest, um, pharmaceutical manufacturer that, um, Ooh, was really good buddies with the doctor and they went on <clears throat> hunting trips and stuff even though you're not supposed to do that because it's considered a form of bribery but <clears throat> yeah hunting trips and all kinds of hunting gear and all kinds of interesting little gifts and presents and stuff that he would get but mm. um that really huge pharmacy manufacturing company might be the one that <clears throat> has the jib jab that just got approved. Oh. Yeah. What do you know? I know. Shock. Probably just a coincidence. Shock and all. Hey, you you want to know what their top two medication sellers are right now outside of the jib jab? What is that? One is for blood clots and one is for myocarditis. <laughs> Fucking imagine that. What are the odds? What are the chances that that is a coincidence? Twinkie we dinky. are living in fantasy land. Yes. It's, I mean, I'll tip my hat to him. The brilliant business model. You don't have any ethics. It's, it's, it's the Hegelian dialect. Yes. It's create the problem, watch the reaction, offer the solution. Yep. I mean... Jesus. Jesus. I I did see, I did see, uh, I mentioned this on one of the other shows, that there's this girl on Twitter who is, there's like a series of photos that she had posted that I think maybe Sam Tripoli shared. She had said like, she took her vaccine, she's like, I'm out here helping the humanity, right? Like, trust science, hashtag, you know, all this stupid shit. The next photo was weeks down the road, but... Um, it was, uh, I have, I'm in the ER because I have the mild side of, mild side effect of myocarditis, myocarditis, Jesus, myocarditis. <laughs> and she had uh, posted, uh, she goes, I would still, I would still take the vaccine because a side effect from a vaccine can be treated, but dying from COVID can't. And I had said, uh, we were on Conspiracy Castle. He was on it. We did a, a <laughs> yeah. DJ smacking himself. We did a, a swap cast with uh, Alex Stein from Conspiracy Castle. <laughs> I love him. Story. He's fantastic. And uh, I said, listen, dude, I don't believe in evolution. I think it's the dumbest thing. Agreed. Whether you believe in a creator or not, to believe that we came from monkeys. Exactly. However... Every once in a while, you do throw your like poop. This, there, well, 
there's a sliver of evidence that kind of peeks its head out. And those comments are, I'm like, mm, fuck, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, she might have came from monkeys, but I didn't. But Jesus, criminy. <laughs> Listen to what you're, you're literally saying. It, the same people that say, why don't you go get your vaccines so I can have my freedoms back that the government took away from me? Exactly. What? No, no, no. What are you why don't you go get the vaccine to give me back my freedoms that I gave up in the first place? that's really what the comeback is. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's so fantastic. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, the whole, it, here's here's the deal now in our area. Literally every person that we know has been denied a religious exemption. Really? Um, my husband included because um, his employer who is um and gets lots of money from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um Oh. Yeah, uh they cited that it would be an undue hardship on them to grant that. And so every employer, um every person that we know that lives in our state, uh you can't get a medical one. Because the doctors won't sign them, and if they do, then those are getting denied too because they're adding them to their list of completely safe for transplant patients or whatever patients to get vaccinated. Um, yep. But they've denied all the religious exemptions for undue hardship, or um, they'll make you think you're going to get it, and then you get a second round of questioning, and they want to know what church you go to, what your pastor's name is, if the rest of the congregation believes the rest the way that you do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Literally every person we know has been denied for both kind of exemptions. Now, according to my understanding of the law, it states that in religious, religious exemptions, that even if it's a personal belief held right. within the confines of a religion it has to be respected that's correct but um, the loophole is in the wording in there unless it causes an undue hardship and this the these are employers where um a lot of people work remote um they don't work in the office now because of restrictions and stuff so they work from home and it's like well too bad every one of our employees has to get one and if uh, sometime in the future, we ever have to come back um, and, mm -hmm. and be in the building, then uh, no, it's an undue hardship on us. And what they're really oh, wow. trying to say is because the PCR tests are on a class one recall, which should mm -hmm. have been instantly, but they're giving them till the end of December. Um, they have to get everybody vaccinated at all the local employers because... Uh, the testing is going away in December. And so right now they're only mandating testing for unvaccinated people. And so if the testing, PCR testing goes away, they have no way to test them because it's too much, <clears throat> too much of an expense to do um, blood testing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's an, an undue hardship for them. 
I wanted to see, yes, here it is. Okay, I'm going to read this for you, mm-hmm. uh, DJ, because I, I got this from my company on Saturday. Uh, and I won't say the company that I work for, um, but let's see. Here we go. Good morning. As we continue to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic nearly 18 months later, we are seeing communities, clients, and job sites, each working to establish their most effective path forward. While this path forward is proving to be a little different for many, and may or may not include guidance and requirements around facial covering, social distance, and vaccinations. Everyone's goal is to keep people safe and businesses and communities open. Bullshit. Um, Here we go. Uh, The path forward means several things. Continuing to fall back on our uh, blinky blanks, I won't say that, to help prevent the spread of the virus and any illness, keep team members healthy and productive and protect public health, Holding one another accountable to expectations set in our operating guidelines. They mean snitches. Right. Um, uh, to ensure a focus on self-care, keep those around us healthy and safe, comply with customer and government requirements, providing COVID-19 testing and vaccination resources to ensure that team members have access and to and financial coverage for COVID-19 testing, test-related visits, and COVID-19 vaccinations. They're free except for the tests, so that's dumb. Mm-hmm. But gathering proof of vaccination for fully vaccinated team members and gaining a general understanding of reasons and or barriers from those not vaccinated. Uh, We are requesting every blank, blank, blank employee to complete this COVID-19 vaccination status questionnaire as soon as possible, but no later than September 13th. Those who disclose they are vaccinated will be requested to upload a picture of the front of their vaccine card the information gathered will be kept confidential and will be used by workforce managers, talent, business partners, and operational leaders to ensure blank 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 can continue to effectively fulfill our project manpower needs. Um, no. Because what that means is, the way I interpret it, there's going to be two lists. That's it. Mm-hmm. Vaxxed and non-vaxxed. Mm-hmm. And at some point... I think they're foreseeing government agencies, whoever, insurance companies are going to come in. Give us your list. Mm-hmm. Who's on this list? Who's on the, the show that we do? I mean, I'm already on a. I'm already on a list. I'm surprised I'm not on a no fly list. I'm point. on a list too. <laughs> right? Trust me. It's like if, at this point in this, if you're in this game and you're on a list, you should be ashamed of yourself. But they're they're wanting to put people on lists. <clears throat> and what what you're going to do with that information is you're categorizing people into two into two divisions, right? Who are vaxxed and unvaxxed. Right. I mean, we had a very interesting, mind blowing episode. The last one that we did with Andre from Project Apario, mm-hmm. when he was talking about his belief is that the Biden administration, if we can call it that, finger quotes, air quotes, uh, is going to go finger balls quotes. to the wall. Yeah, finger quotes, finger quotes, finger quotes. Uh, is going to go balls to the wall, and they're going to use the emergency broadcast system to uh, demand everybody get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Probably to see how many people will actually walk out of their fucking house and go to a CVS or whatever. Um, and then that leaves the rest of us. Well, now I'm on a list. I mean, I'm on a list somewhere, but my company would have the list. Shit, they know my address. You know, my height, weight, mm-hmm. uh, emergency contacts. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yep. No, I'm not doing your questionnaire. Yeah. And if you want me to do your questionnaire, 
you can hand me my last check. And then you're going to pay my unemployment. And then you need to lawyer up because I'm going to hit you with a wrongful termination suit. So it's up to you at this point. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are afraid um, to take that fight to them. Correct. Here's the thing. If we don't fight now. There won't be anything to fight for. And it's going to be too late. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be too late. But there's so many people, though, that are just um, like... What do I want to say? How do I want to say this in a nice way? Um, Cunts. They don't have any balls. They don't have that a one. spine, mm-hmm. a backbone. Um, now, some people can't help it because some people are in a situation where they're literally in a professional um, type career that is very specific, very specified, whatever, and it's like they're they're the only breadwinner you know what i'm saying right so a lot of people have to make that choice because um especially in specialty fields there's not it's not like there's a lot of employers for that um particular job that somebody does or whatever but some people are just like oh my god like i'm so tired of this like i just really want to go to a concert or just want to go to the movies me personally I don't give a fuck because, um, and that's what we always did. That, that was our like vacations was going to concerts and stuff, um, or music festivals. But if I never see another live show in my life, I don't really care because you have access to all that. But at the same token, like the future is going to be interesting because they just did a story Yesterday, I know I don't watch the news, but I get I get a lot of emails about news stuff because I signed up for a lot of different sites. Sure. Um. So NBC, I guess, came out with a story yesterday that um, Apple, Google, and somebody else I can't remember what it was. Probably Samsung. Maybe I, I can't remember. Um, are are coming up with a way to. Um, create something to tell them and to tell like their developers and like everybody if you're vaccinated or not. Now, yeah. so now we already know they're going through emails and stuff. I'm sure text messages and pictures. I hope you like looking through my phone. Um, anybody that does, uh, because you're going to find some really interesting shit on there. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two. But yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they already have the technology where they're listening, watching, whatever. So it's not like that should come as a shock. But. Right. Right. Um, More people than not have Apple phones. Um, mm-hmm. So survival gear wise, it might not be a bad idea to get uh, phones that are not on the quote network. Uh, yes. To keep. Yes. In case of emergency, because most people don't have a house phone anymore. You will have mm-hmm. no means of contact if they if they shut you off. So mm-hmm. just saying. There's people that I know that that are you know hooligans out there that we they they talk in the Discord they share information. Like I've got my I got my two way radio, 
I got my shortwave mm-hmm. radio coming. This is my call sign. Mm-hmm. If if something goes down, you know, good luck to all you. I've got my go bags. I've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Sam's talked about it on the show. I mean, she really hits the fan. Like, and and they do something like that. Uh, I mean, I'll go to a flip phone. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time we all grew up in this era where, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, especially that we there was a fine line and we saw both sides of it between analog and digital and before digital life was fine we we did okay without internet without smartphones mm-hmm. without a 24-hour news cycle mm-hmm. um we learned how to you know i had like 75 phone numbers ingrained in my head i know like three now <laughs> like i'm a i'm a i'm a victim of this society as well um but there was a time that you just had to remember how to go somewhere. Right. And 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 then it just fried into your brain and that's how you did it. That this idea that and I think it's it's a it's a full circle war that we're fighting right mm-hmm. now. And it's not just with information, but it's societal, it's technology, um, it's culturally that we have been taught, especially the generation that was after me, um, that it matters how many followers you have. It matters how many likes you get. Right. It only matters if you have this phone, this model of this phone. Uh, do you have the newest update to this model of this phone? Right. It, it, um, like the TikTok is something that I will never understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get why some kid with the, the fucking gayest shirt on I've ever seen with some like messed up hair doing like a fucking dance has like 75 million likes or whatever. I'm like, we're on the show talking about how our freedoms are being tramped, that they're trying to forcibly vaccinate people. We're mm-hmm. all getting put on list. Three weeks ago, the DHS said that anybody that that uh, uh, is against COVID or COVID mandates or masks or vaccines are domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. But we're worried about what you know uh, Joe is doing with this. Oh, did he get his dance right this week? I got to check. Fucking what are we talking about? <laughs> We're and 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 if anybody hasn't watched the show Black Mirror, they warned us about this shit mm-hmm. 2 years ago. Right. I mean, we are living episodes of that show and that show is scary as fuck. There's not a whole lot of things that scare me and that show did because we're seeing it. We're seeing it play out. The the thing that you're talking about with with Apple, with Samsung, mm-hmm. uh with Google, they're talking about social credit scores. China already does. Oh yeah. And you know, um, I have a really good friend that lives in California, and he sent me um, some information about some hospitals out there that are already yep. working on a social credit scoring system for their hospital yep. facilities. Um, mm-hmm. And like the, you know, the doctors, it depends on rating the, the doctors. How, what kind of ratings they get. And the patients are also going to get ratings. And so um, are you a patient that complains a lot? Are you a patient that um, is uh, doesn't do everything they tell you to do? Are you a patient that questions stuff, whatever? And yep, it, for me, like it makes my head want to explode because I grew up in the generation where we had no cell phones. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't have a microwave until I was a teenager. I'm old. Um, and so, like, we didn't have, we had a rotary phone. Um, mm-hmm. The first 
cell phone that came out was like fucking huge. Big old gray. It was a gray br- brick. brick phone. Yeah. And, you know, that wasn't until like I was in my 20s. And so, um, yeah, so I'm dating myself like a lot. Um, You're fine. You're- <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it was great because you didn't have to worry about like being in constant contact and who's going to text me, who's going to call me. Like now for me personally, um, I don't really give a shit about the likes and and the followers and stuff like that. I don't really care because... I don't do anything I do for that. I do what I do um, because I'm supposed to be. That's I was put in that position yes. to do it. And so yes. even if you are talking to just one person, if you just make a difference with one person, that's all you need. So, and that's yep. the same thing um, with like teaching. If you just reach one person. Um, mm-hmm. That's all that you need to do that that's if you can affect someone's life in a positive way that that's it. So like I don't have TikTok and stuff. I'm not going to be twerking in the hallway or, you know, none of that stuff like it's dumb to me. And I, I like the simpler times before everything was electronic and yeah stuff, because I think when all of that came in, it destroyed so much stuff. And people are like, oh, but no, it made things great. No, it didn't. Because you forget how to have a face-to-face conversation. Um, You forget mm-hmm. how to make an actual phone call and talk to somebody instead. You're like, LOL, dude. Like, what's up? What are you doing today? Texting and stuff. That's not the same as actually hearing yeah. someone's voice or seeing someone in person. Sure. So, and I, there's even times somebody will text me something, like an acronym, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I I call my daughter and I'm like, um, somebody just sent me this, honey. What does this mean? And she's like, oh God, mom. Oh Jesus, are you stupid? I mean, stupid, mom. Jesus, you're stupid. Like yeah, hey, you guys also don't, you know, these kids that are out there now don't remember time when you know you you had to get on the internet at a certain time because if your mom called the house and the phone was busy, you're going to be in fucking trouble because she knew that you were on the internet and you weren't supposed to be unless she was there, you know, cause it had just come out. And, uh, you know, these, these, the, I mean, but even, but even before that, I mean, we didn't have I mean, internet. We didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a reason. I mean, my, my, my parents are a little bit older. Uh, I'm the youngest of, of three, and I'm 32. You are. And there's you, a. You're a youngster. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. So there's a reason in, in, in our house, even my wife, we call, we call the remote, we call it the clicker, because it was always the clicker right. when we were kids, because that's what they had. And then there wasn't, you didn't used to be a clicker. You had to, like, actually get your ass up off the floor and then turn the me. top. Yep. And there was a time when then there was no 24-hour television no we had three channels and they went off at like 11 p.m and Mm -hmm. then it was just static Mm -hmm. so yeah like we didn't have uh, i mean there was nothing we had the rotary phones we didn't have one of the phones with the long cords or anything like that because that wasn't available yet and i mean talk about like terrible foods that your parents fed you 
<laughs> um, I grew up in the era where um, you had to belong to the Clean Plate Club, too. And so um, they would put the food on your plate and you were not allowed to leave the table until you ate every bite that they put on your plate. Mm-hmm. Hello, helping with obesity. Um, but it was like shit food. It was like uh, canned salmon that they made like um, salmon patties with. And it was like uh, oh, liver and onions and Brussels sprouts and macaroni and cheese and uh, cereal and instant breakfast, carnation instant breakfast and powdered yeah. milk and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, ah. Like your breakfast before school is literally a packet of carnation instant breakfast mixed with water, and that there you go out the door. That's what you get. You know, yeah. it it was just garbage stuff. And I feel like it hasn't gotten any better with the generation now. It's, I mean, it, kids even even wake up to eat breakfast, they eat a fucking pop tart, and they don't even mm-hmm. microwave it or or put it in the toaster anymore. Yep. You're just eating. Bake GMO flour in mm-hmm. a fucking hard shell, and then you sneeze all day, and you're like, "Man, I don't get it. Or, I don't get it. My allergies are bad." With a lot like, of what? goop inside of it. <laughs> yeah, who knows what that is? <laughs> fucking, you know, Jimmy Savile fucking saved jizz from years back. Did you ever see they... uh, the movie Snowpiercer? Of course. Okay, and so, um, like in the in the back of the train with the unwanted or undesirable mm-hmm. people. And they fed him those, quote, protein bars. And it looked like black, goopy jello yeah. bars. That's the kind mm-hmm. of shit they used to serve when I was little. Only it wasn't black jello, but it was like jello molds or jello with cottage yeah. cheese in it. And it just ick. And then, of course, Kool Aid with, yeah. you know, 18 cups of sugar in it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was something that I I told my parents to watch that movie, and uh, it was so funny is because um, my mom texted me afterwards, and she was like, this is oddly like Soylent Green. Exactly. And I said, yeah. I Only like, those were people, people bars. <laughs> yeah, those are people bars. These are cockroaches num, 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 num. But, um, You know, and, and there's, there's, uh, there's this idea in society right now. And I mean, I have a son now, so so we have this specific parameters that we're going to allow him to, to to be raised in. And, and we've had some individuals say, you know, to him, they're like, "Oh, I can't wait to get him his first iPad." Yeah, no, that's Wife a babysitter. Talking about it, like, dude, that will go directly into the yard cell pile. Right. He does not ever need that. Right. His we had. Um, John Paul Rice on our show and his message was so powerful about how important it is for parents to be involved with your kids' lives. Right. Get off your fucking cell phone, turn off the TV, turn off the right. be engaged with them because there's going to come a time in their lives when you're not going to be their 24-hour news cycle. Right. So if you're not filling their cup with what you want them to be drinking, mm-hmm. somebody else will fill it. Yeah, and that's so And it was true. like three years ago, two years ago, maybe, when that fucking, I don't know if you remember that Momo thing mm-hmm. that was coming out with Peppa the Pig. Right. When there was this weird message coming up and telling kids to do self-harm and go grab the knife and go and go stab yourself. 
And then, you know, they're talking, oh, this, it slipped by YouTube. Oh, fuck Bullshit, you. yeah. We, yeah, that's such garbage. Okay, such wink, trash. wink, we believe that story. <laughs> yeah, I, they're adamantly coming after the youth because that is the next generation. That is the key. That is the most important thing are the children. But, you know, um, I had a guest on my show, and we were talking about this, about why parents don't interact um and i think it's purposeful that the government made it so both parents had to work yes and yes you're both gone from the home and you're both really busy and so you're both fucking exhausted and so nobody wants to uh make dinners so you pick up crap on the way home and then you get home and you're super tired, and you have to help them with their homework and stuff, and then you just plop them in front of the TV just so you can have a moment, and, and like, they completely destroyed, like, the parenting time. Because when I was yes. little, my dad worked, and my mom stayed home, you mm-hmm. know? And so we were constantly, like, coloring or doing puzzles or whatever. Yep. And, like, even though I worked all the time when my daughter was little, um, we made craft projects. We we made yep. retarded music in the kitchen, like, with pots and pans. We just did, like, all kinds of stuff. And so not yes. only does it help with, like, dexterity skills, um, we yep. would do things that help with memory skills and, you know, stuff like that all the time. And I would literally <clears throat> get, like, three hours of sleep at night. Because I would come home from work and I would focus on her and do as much as I could with her in that time. Even if it was like having her help me do the laundry or something, it was like always showing her or teaching her something. And then like I would take my me time long after she went to bed, after I got my chores done. (laughs) And, and... uh... Before we get to the end of the show, I want to build on that because it's so profound what you just Mm said. And I've had this conversation with my wife Mm -hmm. um, because uh, when we first got married, um, she was uh, still working. And we had this discussion about when we have kids. I I said, you know, I I don't want you to go to work. I want you to be at home with the kids. Whether Mm -hmm. we have one, two, or 500, I want you to be at home with the kids. (laughs) And she went, 500? <laughs> they're cheap. They're cheap on Wayfair. They're a lot cheaper on Wayfair than if you were to adopt them. Um, I told her I, because she grew up with being um, an independent woman. Um, mm-hmm. Her mom wasn't around a whole lot, so her dad had taught her and her sisters like you have to be able to provide for yourself. Right. And so she was in that mindset, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, it stems from especially after our last episode and really talking about it. This is a communist ideology Mm -hmm. that the women need to be in the workforce. Mm -hmm. You have to be a worker bee. You got to be a worker bee. Mm -hmm. The men have to be out there. Well, who does that leave to raise the kid? Ah, Mm -hmm. the state. Don't you worry. We got it. Right? Exactly. It's a systematic communistic ideology. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with with, um, being a a sexist or a chauvinist or anything like that. that because we had realized at the time too that even if she went back to work she would only be making enough money to pay child care somebody else yeah 
to raise our kid. Yeah. And who, and, and I mean, with the world that we live in and then the show that we do, I'm like, I'm convinced that everyone fucks kids. So (laughs) no way do I want my son (laughs) to go anywhere near any, I mean, we just watched a documentary the other night on Peacock called, um, Monsters in the Shadows. Yes. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're like two episodes in and my son woke up and I was like, we're watching the office. I'm not, this is not going to be on the TV when, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it was done by design and then people, and I, and I feel bad because some people are trapped in this rat trap where we both have to work. We have to. Right. And that's because why. Because if we don't, we're going to, you know, lose this, that, and the other. Right. And that's, I, that's purposeful because they've raised the prices so much on things, um, even before this shit hit recently. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they continually raise the prices of housing and food and, uh, utilities, uh, depending on what state you live in. Some, some utilities um, are are asinine. It's retarded, and then yep. it's like so expensive that you have to have two incomes. And then when you have two incomes, then you don't have time to spend with your kids to nurture them yep. and to bring them up the way that you should. So, yeah, yeah and and I mean we we're accustomed to materialistic things. Yeah. So if we go down to one income, that means I can't have this or I can't have <laughs> that. That means I can't buy any more pew pews. Pew pew. Yeah. Pew. I mean. <laughs> those are yeah, important. We've got. Those are important. I agree. If you should do anything right now. It's you should buy a gun, buy ammo yep. and get some food. Yep. Right. Um, but a lot of the people that are in that mindset forgot that there was a time that you didn't have all that shit. Right. And you were fine. Yeah. You you did fine. Jesus Christ, you woke up and you were excited to go play fucking toy soldier in the dirt out back. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it costs nothing. And it costs nothing to hang out with the family. There was a time when I was growing up where we had family fucking game night. Exactly. And and my wife were all about board games. So we still play board games together. Mm-hmm. So getting back to having that time with your family. And, um, you know, we were on Sam Tripoli's show, uh, at the end of 2020 and they, you know, so let's, he said, let's end the show on a positive note. What can we give people out there? If you really just turned off the TV, mm-hmm. if you just put your cell phone away and just find some way to occupy your time mm-hmm. with each other, your family, your kids, your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You would see the amount of stress decrease drastically yep. in your life, and it would happen almost overnight. Absolutely. You know, I, people just are so engrossed with this black mirror that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. They don't realize what's happening around them. And part of me feels that some of the people are they're, they're too far gone. And I We're agree. not going to save everybody. But, but you know what? Um and I think the uh, social media contributes to a lot of, quote, rot. Um, I have a rule, and I've had this rule for a very long time. Absolutely zero social media at all until late in the afternoon or sometimes not until the evening 
and it's only little bits here and there. I don't, yeah. I, I don't care what's going on. Um, like I spend my time, you know, making jerky or making granola or drying yeah. fruit or, you know, making stuff. I'm writing a cookbook and whatever right. that I can pass on to my daughter. And I'm just like, I have so many other things to do besides look at my phone. I just yeah. really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you want to talk to, to me, write me a this. letter. <laughs> That's it. Snail mail, baby. To end, to end, to end with this, um, I challenge people out there. The next time you go out to, to dinner, I should say, go out to a restaurant. Somewhere, don't take your phone. Don't take your phone. And then look at everybody else in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's eerie when you're actually not in that group mm-hmm. to see how many people are on their right. cell phone. And they don't even converse with their spouse. Not even with the people at their fucking table. Yep. And arguably same 80 to 90% of them are family. Agreed. It is sad. Um, but not to end on a negative note, uh, DJ, what is maybe some positive outlooks that you have for uh, listeners tonight? Um, or we're fucked. My, we're just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck you. I fuck you. Um, my <laughs> personal thought on uh, life in general is mm-hmm. uh, spirituality and your belief or closeness to um, mine is God. Um, some people don't yep. believe in God, but you you have to have that um, spirituality, that peace. Find time to um, every day. Like, be thankful for everything that you have, because yep. everything could be a lot worse. So be thankful for what you do have, and for the people that are around you. And for fuck's sakes, be nice. Don't be a Karen <laughs> or a Ken. A Ken. Sorry, not not talking about Ken from Blackpill. I love you very much. No, um, that's just the <laughs> Karen or Ken is the thing. Um, but yeah, just like treat people with respect and for the love of God, if you have something to say, uh, start your own show or go on somebody else's show. Shit, come on my show. I'd be happy to have you because I love to talk to, uh, fans and everyday people because everybody has a story and everybody's very interesting. So absolutely. I'm just saying, get your word out, get your voice out and find your voice and find your spine. Yes, find your spine. Just Clinton. do it. The, the spine bones connected to the <laughs> testicles. You know the song. Um, Some... DJ, we would love, by the way, in the, in the near future to, to come on your show. Absolutely. Um, that would be fantastic. And do an episode with you, and, and hopefully we'll have Chris and Boya with us. It's very rarely that they, they both miss an episode. but um, Well, since they did get married, you know, I should, I, I wish I would have known, I, I would have sent them a, a, a gift. Yeah, I would have sent them a nice parting gift and all. <laughs> no, I'll have to tell their wife. <laughs> um, so, so, DJ, one last thing. Uh, again, uh, if you can tell everybody where they can find your show and, and, and what platforms you're you on. You can find me. Um, my show is called Deplorable Nation, and I release every Tuesday. There's a new episode every single Tuesday. Um, it is audio only, but you can find me on every podcast outlet as well as Alt Media United. Um, you can hook me up with some messages or 
whatever you need to on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. You can find me on Twitter at No Janet, A-N-O-W. And that is it. Awesome. Well, Janet, I want to thank you for your time. This has been a fun conversation. Um, we definitely didn't have a lack of anything to talk about, especially with your background. So I want to thank you for your time. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks you for having on. me we'll on. Definitely a hundred percent, and we'll definitely do it again. Um, uh, you know what's so funny is we went on a White Rabbit show uh, maybe like a month ago, and he had a he had a new co-host, and so we jump in the show, and he's telling him he's like, oh, dude, he's like, you guys are big time, like holy cow, it's so cool to have you on. I'm like, dude, we're just guys that are talking to a microphone, <laughs> like we're not. We're not above anybody. We'll have anybody on our show. Don't think that you can't reach out to us. We talk to everybody. And, you know, I could care less if you have five followers or 500,000 followers. Yep. It's about having conversations with like-minded people. Absolutely. And growing this message. You know, that's what's so important. And like you had said early on in the show, if you even woke up just one person, Mm -hmm. that is all the difference that it makes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because... That could be the person that could spark the next movement, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. for a, a positive outcome for humanity, you know? And that's what it's about. Yeah. So, Oh, um, I forgot one thing. Sure. Because this is new. Um, so in my spare time, <laughs> that's funny. Um, in my spare time, I'm also going to start co-hosting um, on the Occult Rejects show. So oh, I will sweet. be on there frequently as well. Um, we're going to awesome. do a little rotation so I don't have to do it every week. Um, there's going to be three of us, but I'm going to be one of the co-hosts cool. on there. So there you go. So check that out, too. Awesome. Yeah, most definitely check it out, guys. You ever follow Truth Hooligans out there? Make sure you follow Deplorable Janet, Deplorable Nation on all podcasting platforms. Give her a like. Give her a thumbs up. Give her a review. Um, so that is it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcasts featuring our Special guest tonight, Deplorable Janet. I have been Big Country, and we will see you guys in the next one. Okay, bye-bye. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. USA in this house. Donald Trump Putin and shit. By order of the hooligans, welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar.